Welcome to the We Have a Message podcast. Thanks for being here. This podcast is dedicated to experiencing and applying the law of assumption, creating free, powerful, and playful living. In these episodes, Amato and Judith will explore the concepts of self-identity and what it means to live from the end, while also addressing difficulties with intentional manifestation. They invite you to come along on their journey. I feel like it's easy as manifestation coaches and we tell people, oh yeah, this is self-concept. You just have to change the way you frame yourself or the way you see yourself. And mm-hmm. these are the examples and then bye, see you, right? Okay, but if you grew up in a very collectivism type culture, what the heck does self-concept mean? I feel like it makes more sense as, as an individual, mm-hmm. right? So how, I guess my question is, what do you think goes through our mind Mm -hmm. as collectivist culture background when someone says, oh yeah, just work on your self-concept? Yeah, I think it's different. I think it is one, this comes from my own experience as my own thoughts and, and and philosophy but what i what i believe is that in one way we dismiss it mm. we dismiss it because we don't understand it because mm-hmm. you, you are raised and being spoken to as a certain um perspective around other perspectives which means elder people and you know the age has a huge thing to do in, in many collectivism and in cultural um, cases. And, and mm-hmm. what I've noticed for myself, growing, having that in my own experience, but also growing up in two different cultures, the white culture and the black culture, mm-hmm. meaning where I came from, mm-hmm. is that when, when I grew up with my Swedish friends, with my white friends, they saw me for who I was. Mm-hmm. And they were looking at judging my own, you know, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like, this is Judith. Who is she? Oh, she's good at playing football. She knows basketball. Oh, she has this boyfriend or that boyfriend. They were not looking at my parents or mm-hmm. where I came from. It was more like they were judging me from what was I doing in that moment or during the period they know me. While being with with um, uh, in my own culture, I wasn't just judged by me for what I was doing in my own actions. It was also, oh, it's because her mom is like that, or her dad is like that, or she grew up like this. There was also context and explanation attached to my existence that had nothing to do with some concept. It was more like, you know like a ball, I was surrounded by, by the stories that I myself didn't understand. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's mm-hmm. just that mm-hmm. when, I, when I started to take myself out of both worlds mm-hmm. to become who I am, because living more spiritually and, and, and stay committed to my spirituality, I realized that none of them suits me. That's not how I see me, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like they put a label on you 
but it's different colors and different types of labels. Mm. You know what I mean? So at the end, they become equal in judgment yeah. somewhere somehow. Yeah. They become equal. If I have to choose any of them, I wouldn't choose any of them. I would just choose my, myself. And I believe that the way I grew up, it was dismissed because they didn't understand it. Yeah, and bo- on both sides, right? The, on the parent side and also on the friend side. Yeah. Uh, and none of them meant to be, you know, judgmental. It's just mm-hmm. naturally, as you were talking, I was thinking, I think naturally our brain, the way we're wired as humans, we need categories, right? We need, when I see you, I need to grasp you in as quickly as possible so I know how to engage with you mm. and and so it helps labels will help right I mm-hmm. say I'm I'm African mm. automatically someone thinks they understand that mm. what I mean by African um, and as you were talking to I was thinking in the U.S. for me come Sweden and U.S probably the Western cultures, but they probably have a lot of things that are not similar at all. Mm-hmm. The concept of race is a different story in the US, right? Um, and so, yeah, I think I coming here, it was so automatic to, yeah. to I don't know if I embraced the label as much as I felt like, well, I can't help that someone will look at me and decide immediately mm-hmm. who they think I am right yeah. um so labels oh my gosh we can go so many directions <laughs> yeah we could and I think it's really interesting because one of them I thought about was when you said that you see as now that you're labeled as African I was not labeled as African I yeah. was from Africa which is completely mm. different you know tell me a bit more about that uh, the way I saw it, the way I perceived it was more like you come from a country that exists in Africa and it's stories and we're in Africa in the, in the, in the map, but you're not like those Africans, ah. which is for me is completely like what? <laughs> so there's all, also a difference between black and black. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. And and I, I found that so fascinating. It's also how I saw the illusion, how I saw the lie uh, that, that I was being fed. And that, wait a minute, we're supposed to, there's only one race and that's the human race. That's how I was as a kid, you know? But that's not what was I was supported in. It was more like this political views and the religion part and and it's, it was always attached to, I guess there was some kind of self-concept in the collectivism also, but it was labeled for you. You're woman, you're black, you are, your father is this, your brother is this, and your mom is this, and you come from this type of, of family. Mm-hmm. And, and if you were poor or rich, educated or not. So I guess that's self-concept in their world, you know? Like know who you are is what I always grew mm-hmm. up hearing. But know who you are was always attached to my, yeah, background mm-hmm. that was labeled for me, you know. Yeah. So and seeing this from a spiritual view, especially if you see this from from a level point of view, it's like, wait a minute, I'm in a body, and that's it. Actually, I just had a realization that no, the body is inside of me. I am, I am everything, you know. And so it becomes like liberating in so many ways because 
you just throw all those labels. You don't even have to do anything to throw them away. You just mm -hmm. become like, ah, this is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So there's no spiritual, spiritual view in these two definitions, individualism and collectivism, mm -hmm. you know? There is no spirituality in it. And I guess it's fine. But but coming from Neville's perspective, which I think we should focus on, yeah, and, or the law at least, the law of consciousness, it becomes very clear that what you do when you start applying this law, like literally applying it so you get to see the result, and you're yourself as a person, you start to see that, oh my God, this is nonsense. Mm -hmm. But in a funny way, in, not in a judgmental yeah. way yeah. or in a bad way, it's more like, but this is just nonsense. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not wasting my energy on this, you know? Yeah. Let me take back my awareness. This is what happened to me. Let me take back my awareness. Let me shift from drama to actually on what I'm capable of doing if I continue applying this law. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's because they don't have the knowledge, you know? And, and that the there is a third way, or I mean, or third way of conceptualizing yourself. And yeah. then, you know, at least exactly. in our case, right? Yeah. The ones we exactly. were given, were handed, family, society, and uh, immigrants. Yeah. And much. today I would say it's the only way. Everybody will get mm -hmm. there, whether we like it or not. Everybody will get there uh, because it's the way it's God's self who wants to experience it. So let's, let's explore more of the, the, the spiritual way, right? And that we're, we're the label that this spiritual way gives you or gives us. Have you, when you were shifting from um, the old way and uh, into the new way of thinking about who you are, did you, was it hard, first of all, right? I, I feel like maybe I kind of assume the answer, but what would you say? Was it hard? And if it was hard, what was the hardest part of it? great question and I would love to hear your answer I yeah. think I made it hard actually I made it hard because I had to cognitive cognitively understand what it means to be spiritual mm -hmm. but it actually transcends that it's more than that it's to experience and for me this is it can almost make me cry today because I do have compassion for my old state uh, that I made it much harder because I thought I had to prove it I had to prove it to everybody and everything mm. that this exists, that this works. Mm. So I could be again approved by everybody else because that's how I grew up. You mm -hmm. have to be approved as as a, a, okay or not okay person if you do certain things. And the moment I dropped that, the moment I realized because this is what Neville talks about. You need to focus on your desire. You don't have to tell anything or anybody. This. <laughs> the shift happened and it made me realize that, but if I'm going to continue focusing on what other people think of me or what other people think is right or wrong, I will never get to know who I am, who I truly yeah. And that for me is so powerful to have, to land on that insight, just to know that, wait a minute, this is all about me. Yeah. Who am I? How am I seeing things? You take back the power of your awareness. So I get the book's name, The Power of Your Awareness, because mm -hmm. that's what it is. You take it back and you actually choose to place it or replace it in whatever you want to place mm. it. So absolutely, it was hard, but I 
I know for the fact I made it. For, I made it. That's why I have so much compassion for people around and the clients who, who, who contact me or people in general who I talk this stuff about how hard it is for them to, to grasp the concept. I get it. I've been there. And, and, and uh, yeah, I think my path or my, my way is to just show them that you just need to be still. You need to be quiet and let that click. And it's it's so powerful. I, I, you know, this kind of conversation that we have gets me thinking a lot as well about even deeper than I usually think. I feel like I think a lot, but <laughs> this is even pushing it down as we're talking because I'm like, oh my goodness, uh, the labels. For me, obviously, I made it hard too. We all decide to make it hard or easy, mm-hmm. and it's normal to make it hard in the beginning. And maybe in the middle too, but at some point we let go of making it hard. And I think for me, I made it hard because the message was that, well, if you don't have any label, what do you have to be proud of? Like, mm-hmm. because, you know, like the, 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 the message growing up back home is um, uh, you are African, you should be proud of it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's in the reaction against co- colonialism, right? Mm-hmm. Like we want to reclaim our heritage. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that, but it's still a reaction, not necessarily mm-hmm. coming from a, a, a bit of what you were saying. I'm proud just because I'm proud, not because I need to prove anything to someone that my culture is worthy of praise as well. Mm-hmm. My culture is worthy of praise, period, right? It, it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be because someone else maybe fought me or fought mm. my ancestors a long time ago mm. to make their culture dominant. So now I'm, I'm thinking about that now. And I'm like, okay, so I can be proud, but from a, uh, a non-reactive place, right? And I think for me, for the longest time, I was struggling with embracing the spiritual side fully of labeling myself because one, I'm like, well, then then I have to abandon that and not be proud of anything. Mm-hmm. And then the second was also my Christian background, which is technically spirituality, right? Plus a lot of identity attached to it too. Mm-hmm. So even the example I was given uh, in religion still had some label attached to it. It wasn't purely, hey, become aware yeah. that were well, more than labels. It was hey, become all your modern labels, but you need the Christian labels to really, truly be spiritual and keep moving forward. Yeah, I was actually about to ask you about the, how is it for you? Because being in, growing up with the Christianity, but also working with it and influencing mm-hmm. other people, uh, how was your, uh, can I call it breakout? Like when yeah. you're in oh, yeah. level and the yeah. law, how, yeah. what happened with you and what, what made you, how did you see, how, how can you, if you look back to the process today, mm-hmm. no judgment and just, because I'm very curious, how, yeah. how did you experience it? This is this is probably going to be the, the first time, if we put this part publicly, it's yeah. the first time probably publicly speaking about this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've spoken about it with friends mm-hmm. and family. I, I think, oh gosh, it was a mess just like anything is a mess right Mm -hmm. and because for me christianity was the label the the 
the umbrella label, right? Like, yeah, I'm African, but I'm at the end of the day, uh, Christianity was allowing me to unify everything, right? Mm -hmm. Skin color wasn't what defined me. Um, uh, socioeconomical, you know, my background, th those things were not what defined me, but my Christianity defined me. Mm. And because it was the spiritual side of things, it was deeper. And But it took a while to start noticing that even any no system is perfect. Even within Christianity, there were limiting labels. You had to do it a certain way. And I think when I started I started noticing it well before Neville even came into the picture because Christianity has always had its ups and downs, right? There was a period of time as a campus ministry person, a lot of young people were leaving the church. Uh, parents were like, what's happening? Our kids grew up in within the church and now they call them, they become unchurched or they, they're just choosing a different path, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think for me at the time, meeting so many young people on a university campus I was like you know it's actually normal to mm. what they were going through it was a good time of questioning what you were handed without you know even questioning it mm. and it's normal to question until you have answers and then you can either come back to what you were handed or redefine a new one for yourself mm. so I was going through that and I think I was just sitting with questions for myself, sitting with questions with people without necessarily feeling like I have the answer for you. Here you go. But it was more of, it was me helping people be comfortable and not feel like they're completely lost because they don't know if they're fully Christian or not, right? And for me it was, well, at the end of the day, you're spiritual, right? At the end of the day, you believe in something bigger than just what we can explain. So why don't we start there exactly. and the answer will come. And I think that's what I did until I, mm. I started coming across Neville. And interestingly, Neville used the Bible, right? Neville kind of, in a way, for me, brought me back to Christianity, but in even deeper, <laughs> if that makes sense, right? Yeah. So yeah, it, in a nutshell, it's a bit of what yeah. happened. Um, yeah. And again, what you're saying is so crucial because when I made it hard, I made the journey hard because I was thinking, oh, I, other Christians gonna say I'm not Christian enough anymore because maybe I'm abandoning certain rituals, right? Because they were shallow for me. They were not deep enough anymore. Mm -hmm. But I was aware of that and thinking, oh my gosh, I don't even know. So what label I should put on myself? And I came to a place where I was like, well, I could call myself a Christian if I want to yeah. because in many ways I still have you know so many things listed as Christianity yeah. but who cares about the labels <laughs> are you living the life or yeah. is it you know so yeah that 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 is still a little bit of what I'm going through and yeah. going through what would you what would you give your old states mm. if, if there's if you could i know this question all comes sometimes in some interviews but but if you could go back and and give advice to your younger self but now we're talking about the old state because yeah. i know that many people who are christian or labeled as christianity and 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 
it's not the label per se it's what you know challenging what the label stands for yes hard well what what would you say to them what would you say to yourself you also gosh I think I will say that it matters more it's in line with what we were talking about earlier it matters so much more that I am comfortable in 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 the journey I'm on rather than making it about people or the church or whatever Christianity means out there that I I truly am comfortable with the journey that God himself is taking me that it's not about other people it's about me first and the more I get comfortable in in knowing and this this message is deeply Christian I believe the more comfortable I am in in loving myself, loving my journey, agreeing with the love that God has for me, everything else is going to be taken care of. The collective will be taken care of, even through me, through the fact that I'm getting to a deeper place, a peaceful place, a loving place. It's automatically going to spill over to that collective, which is, you know, why we're doing this, right? Because we want to share this deep journey with people so that they know they're not alone or that things are gonna be okay. It might be shaky for a while, but things are gonna be okay. And it's that the journey is worth pursuing, right? Yeah. The self-inquiry, self-discovery journey is yeah. worth pursuing and, and they don't need to have a label yet if, if they feel like they don't know what labels to put on themselves. Yeah, no, I mean, exactly. I mean, to be honest with you, you summarize it so lovingly because this is what it's all about. Um, because I'm much more prouder and loving and compassion towards the collectivism and everything that I went through and, and, and how things are set up today when I feel like I found myself, you know, and know this even deeper part of myself that, that I'm discovering. And it's there and I walk more, I can physically feel how proud I am. It's like, here I come, you know? And, and everything comes with that because not everybody lives the law, even they, they do in a way they don't know it, they don't mm -hmm. apply it. And, and it's such an ease, it's such an ease because yeah. now when I meet people, it, it's organically, it happens so naturally. We come into a flow of conversation and I don't feel like I have to, um, uh, compete mm. now I don't have to compete about mm. my existence I know I am existing and I know they are existing I really so like I that how you <laughs> phrase it I don't have to compete about my existence it is so <laughs> I true mean, because I think that's yeah. what we do sometimes when we don't know exactly. we try to prove to people that we have the right to exist exactly because this is the thing what I realized when you were talking is that damn what we do is we we are challenging assumptions in mm. our old states that we didn't know we had we could not phrase them because if we could phrase those assumptions like wait a minute i'm just assuming this let me find a new assumption and replace it the journey would have been much easier it wouldn't be so much conflict with oneself mm. labels, you know what i mean yeah and that's something beautiful to discover i mean it i really mean it i don't encourage anybody to dive into it but it happens automatically because it's mastering oneself, what's going on inside of you. That's the real goal. And if I knew, I would say to myself, dude, 
take a chill pill. You, you're going to make it because all you need to understand is that there are some assumptions out there that you are governed by and you don't know how to phrase them. That's why you can't change them. Mm. That's why you're going to like this. So when I meet people today, when I go to people today, it's like, let's look at what you actually believe in. Let's look like, well, how are you seeing the world? Maybe it's not about your partner. Maybe it's not about your culture. Maybe it's not about the religion. Maybe it's more about what are you assuming and what's your role in it? Yeah. That's what I wish I knew um, yeah. when I started with all this. I have a verse that comes to mind right now as you're talking and I, I'm not the best at quoting the Bible, Bible verse. I usually Google them to remember them well, but this one says something about how we are not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against uh, principalities in the air. And I think what, as you're talking, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, we're not fighting against people. It's ideas and assumptions, right? And it's not necessarily even out there. Yeah. It's whatever we believe someone is assuming about us, yeah. right? Exactly. And as we shift that, the person has to shift also in their yeah. assumption of of, of us yeah. so it's it is exactly what you said i think we we get lost in fighting people yeah and i think that's the biggest lie in form in an assumption is that we have to fight i think that's what yeah. it is that we have to fight for everything and i'm like no dude we don't have to fight anything yeah we, we just, just have to shift yeah you just need to shift see it from another perspective done oh you didn't know there's another perspective let me show you <laughs> you know uh, I, I think that's what it is and raising kids to to understand what non-violence is with when it's actually something easy to understand and having that conversation with them especially with boys um it, it sinks in that oh my god i i get it I get it is much easier to assume because it's simpler to think that, okay, I either have to fight or run, you know, because that's what everybody's telling me to do. But okay, wait a minute. You see that you have these two choices and if you're God's self and everything is you pushed out, let's go inside and look before we push things out. Mm. Go inside and check what's going on. What do I actually want to see you know what do i actually and this i what i notice when i do this with people is that they get it but they don't fully get it so something inside of them wakes up like oh wait a minute what she's saying is gold i get it i get it but i don't get it because they need to apply it they know yeah. how to apply yeah and that's okay also because it's part of the journey yeah yeah no i love it 